I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's Friday! And it's the show that gives you a positive escape from all the crap around you. Yeah, it's time to nerd out on all the things that better our lives. We have to pause on our... Yeah, unfortunately, I'm sorry about this. We really do. Like we've, we've been going through that musical journey for so long right now. I mean, and it's been a lot of fun, but we do kind of have to pause on our final week of the musical journey this week because... We're all alone again today. You know why? Captain Influence walked out on me. Isn't that nice? I'm so glad to... But we have a very special guest rejoining us. We're going to nerd out like we've never nerded out before. There is so much fun coming to end your week right. I've seen men in your situation, Troy. I can help you with your image. It's your sneeze. When I was a CEO, I had an array of masculine sneezes that asserted dominance. You know, like the explosive shock the room and the silence sneeze, the... Or the draw them in sneeze, you know. Maybe I wouldn't sneeze because I'm in control. You could even use a sneeze to drive home a point. Like, I think think the Cubs are going to win all this year. What do you think? Tell me more. Let's rock it. Welcome back to The Real Brian Show. It's me sitting around here by myself because Captain Influence decided to go on walkabout. And uh, I don't know what was going on. You just, something happened, you know, a a dingo got him or something like that. And and I think he's dead, actually. So anyway, I'm The Real Brian. And and joining me today is, uh, let's see here, Mr. What? 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 Who? Who? What? What's your name? (laughs) Jason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mr. What? Okay, so I brought your name up, and everyone was like, who? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, he was back on in, I don't know, like late 2019. And so anyway, I was going back and looking for the last time you were on the show, and I'm looking through all the 2019 episodes, and nothing there. I'm Okay, so I double-checked. I'm like, was it 2020? No, it wasn't 2020. So then I was like, there's no way it was 2018. So I went back. It was October of 2018. What year did you start the show? 2016, man. 2016. Okay. Because I I remember you and I would go to these podcast conferences and you were doing a show you were doing about making money at podcasting. Oh, ProfitCast. Yeah. ProfitCast. And you were talking about The Real Brian Show. Like, I I really want to do this. And then I remember you started it and man, you're still going. It's awesome. It's great. I'm really happy to see that. We're almost at 300 episodes and the episode you were on was 133. So, I mean, that's been a long time ago. What did we talk about? I don't even remember. Do you? You know, we were talking about about, if I remember correctly, first of all, your Tesla, and oh, yeah, you had just yeah, gotten yeah. that, and then we talked yes. about dark, darker stories and horror movies and stuff like that, and how you, how you and uh, Lord Thunder actually, because he was on the show as well, yeah, love that style, that genre of that kind of darker. Well, we'll, we'll get into Suicide Squad today. That yeah, that in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and I'm glad because last week Captain Influence and I, you know, we were kind of like, uh, you know, there was a little, it was good on some parts, and it yeah. wasn't as much, and. 
Some of it really bothered me. I can see that, too, by the way. I mean, it's not for everybody. No, but I'm glad you liked it, and I know Lord Thunder liked it, and he was going to be on the show today, but then he walked out on me, too. So it's like, what the heck, man? I'm here for you, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, I, I was crying, and then I was looking for the quote to send Lord Thunder, but I couldn't find it, but it's Senior Chang from Community when, you know, he's crying with Jeff Winger, and he's like, let me rest gently on your pecs. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to tell Carl that, but you know, I, I couldn't. So, oh well. You can call him later. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. Well, dude, how are you doing, man? It's been, like I said, three, almost three yeah, years since we've we been kinda, on the show. Yeah, we kind of lost touch there, but I've been dipping in to the Real Brian show every once in a while. And I, I nice. sincerely am glad to see that you're still going strong and still putting out that great energy. For me, I've been still doing my whole podcasting thing. You know, I try to pick the shows that I'm the most actually jazzed about and then do deep dives on them and build community around it, you know, and just help people enhance the experience of the show and all that kind of thing. So, I mean, Walking Dead is my main show that I started podcasting on 11 years ago when that first started. Mandalorian has been incredible. Cobra Kai, I so love. It's one of my favorite shows. (laughs) It's so good. And uh, we did Handmaid's Tale, which is pretty intense. Yeah. We got to interview the showrunner because he was like, hey, this is a great podcast. And I was like, cool, come on and talk to us. Lock and Key, What If recently has been really fun. Yes, which I still have yet to start. And third episode comes out this week anyway. So, Mm -hmm. yes. And we're going to be doing a a little guest appearance on your show in the, the very near future. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. You and Lord Thunder are going to come I'm talk excited. about, I think, the fourth one. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yep. I'll be yeah, caught up watch that. I think you're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I already... The concept is so cool. By mm-hmm. the way, for those of you who don't know what the concept is, it's it's a Marvel animated... Well, you can explain it better than I can because you've seen it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a Marvel animated series featuring many of the actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe voice is going to be a Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Doing the voices. Chris Hemsworth will come back as Thor. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is Loki, a bunch of them, but it's like the what if comics where they ask what would happen if something was slightly different? How would that change everything? What if these two characters swap places? Then you get to see how the stories would play out. And now that there are so many stories to draw from in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they have a lot of places to go with that. Awesome. It's really fun. Yeah, I'm excited. And it's very for beautifully, beautifully animated. It has this kind of classic, like old 40s feel to it, but it's also modern looking too. It's nice. really cool. Very cool. I'll be checking. So you swore off working for the man many. Well, it's been a few years ago, and then said, you know, you're going full time on this stuff. And then you know, COVID hit. Everybody struggled. Everyone, you know, yeah. podcasting was hard. Working for yourself was hard. Just had a conversation about that today with someone else. You know, people that have jobs that that are stable, stable and everything. I mean, they don't really realize how much the whole COVID effect really hurt a lot of people and how hard it was for the entrepreneurs. I'm curious, though, because you're doing all these shows still. Are you still doing that or are you back working some job stuff or what's going on with you? When I left my job, Walking Dead was at its peak and that meant more downloads for my podcast and more sponsorships. And that's gone down since then. So I'm still only doing podcasting and I'm it's a full-time job but I'm not making as much as I was back then I have this really devoted group of listeners that contribute to my patreon and that makes it possible for me to keep doing it but I'm also lucky enough to have a spouse who has a great job and I have two kids that I'm home with a lot you know being Mr. Mom so to try to make up for the my lack of giving as much income wise you know 
But yeah. I, I have been thinking lately that I might need to go find a, a day job again sometime soon. I'm, I mean, Walking Dead is coming into its last season. It just oh, wow. premiered last Sunday, the first episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sort of thinking, okay, maybe at the end of that, podcasting might go back to a hobby status. I don't know. The nice part about podcasting is it's still growing. The golden age of podcasting, I believe, is gone. I think it's over. But yeah, now it's, it's changing the, for sure. Yeah. It's the mainstream age of podcasting where everybody's getting into it. All the corporations mm. and businesses are doing it now. And I mean, the part that I don't like is how they're trying to differentiate their platforms by having exclusive podcasts, which will just sort yeah. of segregate everything just like everything else is, you know? Well, and the problem with that is that the really high, high budget companies, you know, and the high budget podcasts are taking over the sponsorships. And so, you know, it, I remember in I the, this was not even... I would say right around 2014, we were finding that, you know, any, really any podcast could get a sponsorship. Maybe it was only $25 an episode, you know, if you had low numbers, but you could still get something, you know, and if you had 500 to a thousand listeners per episode, which really isn't that much, if you think about it, you could get a decent amount of money coming in, but then all the NPR and all the big corporations came in and started doing that. And all of the advertisers started thinking, well, do you have a million listeners? Yeah. <laughs> no, because we're not NPR. I'm like, well, we're not giving you any money. Like, oh, you know, come there, on. There's this new, there's a few platforms out there. I don't know how deep you want to get into this, but I, I'm <laughs> part of one called uh, Red Circle with one of my podcasts. I have two oh. podcasts, basically. Okay. And they'll put in programmatic ads. So it's not host red, which I don't love. But instead of it being how many episodes, how many downloads do you get per episode, they just insert them and then it just aggregate downloads total. So once you get, you know, the, the sponsor pays for say, you know, whatever, 5,000 downloads. So once you get up to that number, you get paid, whether it's from your most recent episode or your whole back catalog, they hmm. just get dynamically inserted in there. So that's sort of a way to help the that's cool. little guy a little bit, but yeah. man, back in the day, you know, and like you said, around 2014 or whatever, I don't know if it's, kosher to talk about go um, for it man it's a real brand show i was making like over a thousand dollars per episode wow and now it's not that (laughs) yeah you know and it's amazing how many times i will have a conversation with somebody whether it's in person or you know just catching up on the phone or whatever and someone will say you still doing that whole podcasting thing that's what they'll say and oh yeah 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 and they're just saying well, that's pretty easy, isn't it? You know, like if I just wanted to start a podcast, you know, I could just go get oh, a microphone yeah, and start no it or, you know, it's no, but it's just a hobby, right? Like you don't spend a lot of time. I mean, I'm not kidding. This is the, I am going to put it the naivety or the ignorance. Yeah, you don't want to call it yeah, that. You're not being mean or anything intentionally, but I just don't know. And I'm just kind of like, you have no idea what goes into a show. I mean, what is free for the listeners is not at all even remotely free for those of us hosting shows. And I that's mean, why money and time and blood, sweat and tears into these guys things. like you and me that have been doing it this long. You yeah. know that we love it. Exactly. That's, that's why what, otherwise we're doing it. No, even yeah. though I am making some money from it now, if I didn't love it, it, it is a lot of work. I wouldn't be doing it. It's so oh, yeah. much fun though. I still love it after all this time. Yeah. And that's where Patreon is essential. I mean, it, it is. It's essential. And that's why I keep saying thank you for those of you, you know, on uh, supporting the show on Patreon. And, you know, if, if you're not supporting, please consider supporting or using the Amazon link and stuff because, man, it, it's a need, yeah. you know, for us and to keep going. That reminds me, you and Carl both encouraged me to do Patreon. And oh, I was nice. sort of uh, hemming and hawing about it. And Carl's like, just do it, man. And you, yeah. you were too. And, and I did. And now, yeah, it's essential for me to be able to keep doing this at the level I am. If, yeah. if I 
need to get a day job, I'll scale back and probably just do one podcast, you know, and, and less episodes. But yeah. at the level I'm doing it right now, I need I need that Patreon. And so that's been really essential. Yeah, I understand. Well, and one thing too to, to update is we've been talking about doing video here on the show and we haven't done an update in a few weeks. But, you know, part of the reason it's taking so long is because I have had to go get extra work outside of the show. Mm-hmm. And that has been taking up my time. And so, you know, it's I haven't had the time really to sit down and try to figure out some of the bugs I'm dealing with the audio stuff. And like this last week, I mean, I was working from the time I got up until, you know, the time that I would meet, like get together with Sarah and we'd eat dinner. And in fact, I think we only ate dinner together twice last week, which is not good. It was so busy. And then it's like I would work again until, you know, two or so in the morning every day last week, almost except Friday. And I mean, it was, it was, but it's good because I'm, I'm, I've like brought on a new client, which is absolutely wonderful. You know, this person's incredible. And I've just been going crazy trying to, you know, make, make ends meet on that kind of thing too. And so it's just like, I have no time for TRBS right now, but I'm going to get back to, you know, except for the shows, of course. Anyway, but it was such a fun week, crazy busy. And by the end of the week, I was just like, I mean, I was brain dead, slap happy. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> in fact i was telling uh bentastic because he sent me a voxer and i i sent him some voxers back and i'm like talking in these different accents one was russian one was british one was like australian or whatever and i'm just like yelling back oh one was a kind of an indian accent i was just going back and forth you know and like having all these random conversations on voxer and finally i told ben i'm like i should have recorded all this like this would be the perfect episode <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's how a podcaster's mind works yeah you just kind of like often go, when somebody starts talking to me about something i'll be like no save it for the podcast this is great <laughs> that's the thing you know you get on yeah no, no don't talk just wait. <laughs> just wait it's much funnier so what are you nerding out on man your tesla you still have that i'm assuming it's horrible no i'm just kidding I yes i have thing, it man. i still love it yeah it's it's the best. I got the Model Three, the 2018 version, and yeah. the range has gone down some. So that's kind of a oh, bummer, oh yeah, battery wise. Yeah, 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 but not too bad. I mean, it doesn't really impact, especially like day to day, just driving around day to day. But if I go on a long trip, I might have to make an extra stop. I get into these like serial passions, you know, not actually yeah. breakfast cereal, but I'll like really get into one <laughs> or thing. murder, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, like killing for a while and then <laughs> yeah. move on to something else. Um, and lately I finally bit the bullet and got the Apple AirPods max. Oh, you know okay. about those? I've heard about it. It's the new headphones from Apple, the Bluetooth headphones and, and they work with their ecosystem and everything. They sounded really good, but I had been listening to some new music, which I think we're going to maybe talk about too. And, yeah. um, the vocals were a little fuzzy to me. Hmm. I, I, you know, sometimes I get a little too picky about stuff like that, but I was just like, yeah, it's not doing it for me. So I ended up sending him back and that sent me on this sort of rabbit hole. Like, well, what would be great sounding yeah. headphones? And there's this world of hi-fi headphones that I never knew existed where they can get like, they're freaking like 5,000, 10,000. Oh you gosh. can get up to $50,000 for a pair of headphones. What? Right. Oh, that thing I better mean, last a lifetime. I know. Plus some, it better know? like just make you feel like you're in heaven as soon as you yeah. put them on. It's like an heirloom you pass down for generations. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I, I found mid-level pair of headphones. They're called Hi-Fi Men Sundaras. They're usually 500 bucks. I got them on sale for 300. It's like if you had a pair of glasses on that were all fogged up and then you cleared it off. You know, wow. it's like that with music. It just sounds so clear and the bass is so punchy and you can hear the the graininess in people's voice it's really really nice i mean i like to just lay back and ignore the the world and just 
focus on the music. And oh, so yeah. I've been doing that a lot lately and, and discovering new music. That's one thing about yeah. podcasting that I realized because there's this new game, a game I've been playing on the phone where like you pick a decade and they play songs from the decade and you're playing against other people and whoever guesses at first gets more points. Nice. And I realize if I do the eighties and nineties, I can, I can win. But once I get up into the two thousands, I totally suck at it. Oh yeah. And I think part of that is just cause I, you're, when you get older, you, you know, you don't know the music as well, but also it's like, being in podcasting this whole time, I haven't paid as much attention to music. So now that I have these new headphones, I'm like, Hey, there's actually some cool music out there that is, is really great. So I'm happy to get back into that a little bit. Nice. I tell you, we've been doing this musical journey on the show and I always wanted to be the DJ, you know, and it was like when I was a kid, it's like, Hey, I want to be like Wolfman Jack. I want to get on the radio, but then radio kind of <laughs> took a hit and you know, it's really not, it's not at all what it used to be. Mm-mm. So that's, yeah, I got into podcasting for that reason too. But then of course the, the legal limitations that they have on us for playing any music at all, even if you play a clip of it, you know, even if it's in, you know, like we're promoting the band and we're not making money from this, they'll dock you and put a lawsuit after you. It's just kind of ridiculous, I think. But it's like, I want to share this stuff because it's so exciting and there's so much great I new know. music out there that I want people. To, and when I say, oh, check out this, but I don't play a clip, you don't really understand how incredible this is. That's the yeah. hard part. It would be so awesome to just put out an episode going, check out this song, play 30 seconds of yeah. a great song and just take the risk. But you can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's I risky. Could, That's the thing you could, <laughs> but it's risky. Yeah. And I want to find <laughs> a way around that. And I, what I probably need to do is actually contact some of these, you know, music licensors and yeah. just say, look, ask them, this is what I'm doing. You know, You're promoting these people. Yeah. Give me something here. I don't yeah. know. 250. You could hum all the music. You try that. <laughs> it might work actually. What great song it goes <laughs> yeah that's really really so wait tell me the the headphone name again hi-fi-man it's h-i-f-i-m-a-n sundara s-u-n-d-a-r-a hi-fi-man Sun- hi-fi-man sundara okay sundara. how are they comfort wise they're pretty great i mean okay. i don't think any um headphones are 100 percent comfortable but they feel like a little bit discomfortable after a minute not much just a little but then it never goes and it gets any worse than that like i can sit there for hours and it's the same whereas other headphones i have if i wear them for a long time it starts to really hurt see these akgs that i have right now i can wear for hours and never even think about it in fact half the time i'll go like oh i forgot i had these things on (laughs) they're they're the most comfortable headphones i have ever owned i know there's some out there that are also equally as comfortable but i've tried some in fact a lot of gaming headsets uh, like the full, the full over the ear ones I'm talking about are they, yeah. they pinch you and eventually they start creating this headache and you can't wear yeah, them and they're heavy so too. Good. These are light. Uh, and that's why I was kind of like, man, you know, comfort's a big deal when you're, it is when you do yeah. what we do, we've got our headphones on most of the day, which is crazy. Yeah. I but, do. Yeah. I tend to wear them even if some, even just by habit, sometimes when I sit at my computer, I'll put them on, even though I'm not even listening to anything. I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's habit. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, okay, so great. You know what? While we're at it, though, uh, we should we should share the music because yeah, we've been going through this musical journey for so long, and I mentioned this last week that I have not been able to share new music since May, and I thought, okay, I, I've had some songs here I've been wanting to share for a while, so I narrowed my down to f- to four <laughs> out of like fifty, but that's okay. You though said you are discovering some new stuff, so talk about the ones you're discovering and what the supposed genre might be. Okay, I'll talk about two. I think they're both probably considered rock. One is called St. Vincent. Have you ever heard of her? I don't think so. She's been around for about 10 years, but I just recently discovered her because I was in that podcast mode for 10 years. But um, <laughs> she she kind of reinvented herself over time. But She has this kind of artsy, edgy, 
indie feel. Okay. Really talented. And her newest album that came out just a couple months ago is called Daddy's Home. And it's different than what she's done before. It's very 70s funk inspired oh, nice but still feels modern and it's yeah. really creative and when you when i listen to it on these new headphones you can really like with good headphones you can appreciate good production so you can hear all of these little details and things that she weaves in and out of her music so anyway that's saint vincent daddy's home okay awesome and then the other one i found recently is called the war on drugs mm-hmm. at first just hearing their sound i was like i don't know if i'm gonna like these guys because they sound like a mix of Bruce Springsteen and Bob Dylan, who I like both of them, but they're not like they were never my favorites. Mm-hmm. And there's like a little Dire Straits and Don Henley in there. Interesting. But as I started listening, because I'm loving Apple Music that you can have your own personal radio station and it throws yeah. up songs. That's how I've been discovering it. It does a good job of picking music that I would like. But anyways, when I'm listening to these War on Drugs songs, they start off kind of mellow and unassuming. But over time, they build into these really epic sounding songs that make me feel carried away by them and i just like music that moves me one way or another Mm -hmm. and i just feel like totally transported when i'm listening to this stuff so that's cool i I recommend trying them out all right well as always i add these to our basically the annual list that i put up so it's the trbs 2021 mix so every time we talk about a new song i put it on there so if you're on spotify you can go follow that and by the way if you do not use spotify at least download it for the free version just to get the songs we're talking about you can at least preview them and see if you want to add them to whatever whatever you use. All right. Well, I have four here that I've been wanting to share for a while. And one of them actually, did you watch Invincible, Jason? Yeah, loved it. Okay. So the final episode of Invincible, actually towards the end, there was this song that was playing and it was, you know, very, it was kind of mellow and mesmerizing. And then it starts to build towards the end. And I was just like, what is this? This is so good. Well, of course I had to Shazam it. So I found out that it is the band, the lighthouse and the whaler. And the song is called We Are Infinite. And oh, man, phenomenal. If you watch that show, you'll know what song I'm talking about. And then this one was courtesy of Johnny Pistol Shot. He actually shared this one with me a couple of months ago. And I've been meaning to share this on the show, but it's by Vulcan Peaks, V-O-L-C-A-N Peaks, uh, which I'd never heard of them before. The singer of Vulcan Peaks actually reminds me of Roy Shockett or Shakat or however he pronounces his name. Shacked. <laughs> S-H-A-K-K-E-D. He did a bunch of stuff. He has kind of a, a very unique style and voice and everything. And Vulcan Peaks is kind of along that. But the name of the song that I'm recommending is Blue Skies Turning Red. It's it's really nice. As soon as it hit its chorus, I was just like, whoa, okay, this is good. Another one is by the band Elefante and the song's called Holy Ghosts. And I'd never heard this band before, but I just, one of those songs that popped up and I, I listened to it and I went, ooh, this is good. And I shared it with Lord Thunder. And he's like, yeah, this is like total... I actually can't tell you what he said. It was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) He loved it. Let's put it that way. And then my final one. Did you see Black Widow? I'm sure you saw Black Widow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know that intro scene and the music's playing in the background. It's that version of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like I I was listening to this and going, wow. We talked about it on the show, the movie that is, and talked about the song, too. And so that has to go on the list. It's by Malia J such a good version of that mm-hmm. really worth yeah, listening like to yeah. yeah those are my four there you go nice and then so yeah between your two and my four we'll have six brand new songs on the trbs 2021 mix that'll be in the show notes as well by the way so you can check all that out yay for new music man Ooh. very exciting all right so what else are you nerding out on you've got you've been doing a lot of other things too i mean i've been in waves with vr since the 
PSVR came mm-hmm. out and then I picked up the quest, but oh, mostly nice. lately I every day have been putting on my quest just to do like 30 minutes of beat saber because i have my apple watch and i want to fill up my rings every day you know my activity rings and so and when i'm done i've really broken a sweat i'm sure you guys are all glad that i said that so you can picture it but um (laughs) (laughs) it really gets me pumped and um i you can connect with your friends in there and try to beat their scores so that's a motivation but i don't know have you ever tried beat saber no, so that's you know PS, like? right? It's on the PSVR, but it's also, it's on everything. Any okay. VR has, it's like a top VR game. And basically you have two lightsabers in your hands, a red one and a blue one. And these cubes come at you while a song is playing and you have to hit them in the right direction in the beat of the song. So you can really just get into it and start flailing your arms nice. around and bobbing up and down. And, you know, it's it's just super, super fun and addictive. So I've been doing that lately. It's fun. I mean, any exercise where you forget you're exercising, I think is great, you know? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you're not only getting exercise and having fun, but you're also learning how to fight with lightsabers. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome, and that's dude. You got to make sure that you have a lot of space around you so yeah. you don't accidentally punch your friend or you know. break something. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I got to, I got to, well, I don't have VR, so I don't have a way to do this right now, but that would be awesome. If you do ever, yeah. I mean, the quest is pretty awesome. The Oculus quest. That's and, what I've I mean, heard. Uh, one thing I've done on the quest that's fun is there's this uh, app called big screen yeah. where you can choose this room that you're in. You can have it be a nice living room, a big theater. You can actually be out in space and then you, you give the code to your friend. So there are little avatars right next to you. Oh, that's and cool. if you both have a video file, you can watch it on the screen together and talk and, you know, so you can do that with people who are in you know, remotely in another state or something like that oh, it's really awesome. fun it makes you feel like you're actually hanging out with your your pal well especially you know with covid and everything that yeah. we were all locked down so let me ask you this though could you watch things together so like you know have a watch party so we're, we're watching what if or whatever like that we all get onto our vr and you can see our little avatars next to each other hanging absolutely. out we can watch the show together yeah i mean Dude. the only thing the only oh thing gosh. is because of the limitations of it, everyone has to have the video file. So even though I pay for Disney plus every month, I got to find that file some other way and give it to my friend (laughs) who also pays with Disney plus for Disney plus, you know, so you got to kind of work around the tech there. There is a Netflix app on quest, but I don't think you can watch with somebody else, but it puts you in this Swiss chalet in the living room. You can look out the window and see the mountains. And then there's this like big 65 inch TV in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this would be, we gotta try it. i mean like i'm so excited right now but this, this is awesome <laughs> it's pretty cool i gotta figure this out no because i here's the thing though and this is what i don't understand is I, I understand like they don't want you pirating and sharing you know things illegally and doing you know the whole napster thing again but if you own it and you say hey come join me it's like having a friend over to your house and watching it together there's no yeah. issue against that there's never been any legality against that at all so if you're saying hey come join my vr session and we're going to watch this together. You're not sharing or pirating. You're like having a get together. It's a watch. Yeah. Party. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. if I own, if I'm paying for something or I own a copy of it, then I don't feel any qualms about like ripping it off of a DVD to have my friend and I watch it remotely or whatever, you know, if you're doing it together. Yeah. I, I think they've gone way too far with everybody must own a copy to watch together. Mm-hmm. it's like come on guys like we've ne- we've never done it that way it's never been a problem in the past why is it now all of a sudden a problem well, it's because yeah. they want more money that's it it's just a money greed issue so 
I mean, they're trying oh, to make it so that some people don't just like start charging admission and doing showings of movies or something like that. Okay, I, guess. I get I that, I but know. who's doing that really? I <laughs> yeah, mean, I don't know. Maybe one out of a million people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's like, well, we need to make it. You know, we need to make this show work, but then they cancel it anyway. It's like all the good shows keep getting canceled. They just canceled. I found out Manifest. Oh. And I was like, that was such a great show. What are you doing? Oh, well. <sighs> I mean, Come yeah, on. every day, I feel like every day I learn about a new show and half the time they're like three seasons in and I'm like, what? Kevin Costner has a show, you know? Yeah. Well, and then you've <laughs> and, got NCIS that's gone, you know, 25 yeah. years or whatever. And it's just like, and <laughs> but, Simpsons has been going since the sixties. I mean, it's like, come on. <laughs> but Netflix is disheartening because they keep canceling shows after just a few seasons and yeah. you feel like it's related to their whole algorithm and what will get the most new subscribers. But I feel like, Hey, if we're, if we feel like we've gotten the rug pulled out from under us on too many shows, that's going to be a big turnoff. I think it is. It really, I mean, I hate to say this. I know it's all bottom line money. I get that. But man, if anybody that's listening to the show has any decision making power where you're at, don't make the bottom line only about money. Yeah. Just don't. I agree because the best things I feel like have, even though it's a lot about money, the person making it, you can feel that they're, they're a fan and that they're putting creativity and fun and passion into it. So Mm -hmm. it's not just about money for them. You know, the best movies, the best TV shows. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, they would take that more into consideration on the business side too. the, the fan, I mean, sometimes they do like fans write in and they extend shows that were going to be canceled or whatever. Mm-hmm. So speaking of lightsabers, you were mentioning the, the beat saber. First of all, I, I still hearken back to your Yoda saber that we had at Heroes and Villains in San Jose. That's been a few <laughs> years ago already now, too. And I have that picture, you know, laying on the, the hotel bed, you know, with the lightsaber. And I was just like, this is so cool. And I still, I still love that picture, but I still to this day have never gotten a lightsaber and I've always wanted one, not a little, you know, Walmart $10 plastic one, like an actual force effect one that looks amazing. And yes, they're so cool. Oh my gosh. And there's this whole community out there of people who builds their own lightsabers and oh, they, yeah. you know, they, they sell them and, and it's they're incredible. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And that would be fun to learn someday is how to build one. I actually would love to get into that just because I build my own computers, you know, so that to me would be kind of a fun next step. I mean, it, it would be tough, but it would be fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it seems like if you have the skill to build a computer, you might be able because there's little like you just have to do the wiring and, and the chips inside and stuff. I can figure that out. I don't have a way to solder and I don't know how to solder stuff. So if mm, there's a need yeah. for that, I might have to, you know, outsource that a little bit. But anyway, there's a company you know, speaking of companies that, you know, they have a bottom line, but they really, really are passionate and they care about their customers. And it's Saber Trio. You know, they, they custom make lightsabers, super duper mm. high quality stuff too. I mean, we're, but what blows my mind is that they care about the bottom line, but what they do is they have these limited production runs. So they'll yeah. say, all right, we're opening up our store for, you know, 800 Sabers Usually they'll do more, but with the chip shortages that, you know, has been going on right now and isn't right. going to get any better anytime soon, they had to limit it to 800 this run. And so what they'll do is they'll say, we have 800 lightsabers that we can make stores open at this time. Good luck kind of thing. And then everybody orders. And of course there's a run on everything. And so the sabers sell out within five minutes kind of thing. <laughs> what blows me away is that they care enough to say, we're only doing 800 sabers because that's all we're able to do. And they don't try to oversell and then string you along for two years while you're what's going on with my saber. You know, they say we have 800. That's the, that's the parts we have in stock. That's how much we can handle. 
once we've built these, we'll open up the store again. You know, it's like, well, thank you, you know, but their customer service and, and the amount of stuff that they do on Facebook and they answer your emails and they answer people's comments on Facebook. And then one of the things that if you read about them, it, it talks about that they are Star Wars fans, fanatics, not just fans, but yeah, they are passionate about lightsabers. They They have their own, they build their own. And then it's like fans for fans kind of thing. And so, you know, you, just, you look at this company and you know, they're banking, they're making some decent money, you know, they sell out in five minutes, you know, I mean, it's incredible <laughs> the amount. So clearly the bottom line is being met somehow, but they care about what they do and they care about their customers, like really care about their customers in a way that I've never seen hardly, you know, that is, they, yeah, that's the magic they're, right there. They're like artists. They're putting their selves out there. So they yeah. really want to put their best foot forward. And, and let me show you uh, one of my, I got a couple of these back when I was kind of going down a rabbit hole with it. Oh, video on. See, <laughs> that's the, uh, the Luke saber. Yeah. Cause that's, that's my favorite nice. one. The yeah. Luke return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's just the hilt here, but that's really cool. It. Is it, <laughs> what do you call them? Like a movie replica kind of thing? Or was that a higher end saber as well? Or what? Somebody made this for me and I don't know. Really? I, no, I, I had to pay him for it, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Nice. Oh dude, share his name. Don't even remember. Cause it's been a few <laughs> years. I'll yeah. send it to you. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. That would be, <laughs> it's been that's like cool. four or five years, but yeah. Let's jump into the suicide squad right now. So you heard our review and of course you listening have heard the review as well. We were kind of met on it, but we, I mean, I definitely didn't hate it at all. It was just, it was a little more over the top gratuitous violence and language for me and uh it wasn't really dark necessarily there were some dark parts but i don't know it was almost goofy they could have done better and they were promising they would do better and it was better but was it enough that's my question but you said you loved it and i know lord thunder did and wish he was here to talk about it but what's your thoughts on it i mean i like james gunn guardians of the galaxy is my favorite marvel movie he puts misfits together and they're kind of lovable losers and they make a family and that kind of uh, happened in both movies. But this was much more. I heard about it ahead of time that it was going to be rated R, that it was going to be gory and raunchy. So mm-hmm. I had that in my head going in. I think that helps a lot if your your expectations are set. So I was ready for that. But I totally think that if you don't like that kind of stuff, then of course, you're not going to like this movie. And that I don't begrudge that at all. Not yeah. everyone likes it. And I, I mean, I don't just like that. I love Ted Lasso. Yeah, <laughs> gosh. But, uh, you know, for this, I thought, man, James Gunn just seems like he's having a blast. It's so fun. It's goofy. It's, it's heightened and kind of farcical, the, the violence. So it almost felt just like a comedy to me. I also like Ash versus Evil Dead. I don't know if people mm. know about that show, but yeah, I do. it's so crazy that it's almost not even real. I like the characters. I thought they were funny. I, I liked, the shark guy I didn't even know that was still on until yeah. later. <laughs> I just thought it it's was like, funny. Familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Polka dot man seeing his mother everywhere was <laughs> okay, hilarious. That was funny. Right. Yeah, and, really was. and yeah, Starro the Conqueror is actually the first bad guy that the Justice League ever fought together. Oh, I in didn't comic. know that. Back in the 50s, if you look for covers, you'll see the big goofy star on the cover. I remember so the, the covers. I didn't know it was yeah, the first villain, though. That's first cool. one. Kind of iconic, but I think it fits in this story because it is really goofy when you think about it. Yeah, and it this is. is kind of a comedy. So I love that, that he showed up. I mean, he was kind of gross, but that all also fits in <laughs> with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I, I, I found myself with a smile on it. It's also the first time I've ever seen Margot Robbie as 
Harley Quinn because I never saw the other Suicide oh. Squad movie or Birds of Prey. I kind of am curious, but just never got around to it. Oh, so man. I thought See, she was fantastic. She stole the show on both of those other movies. Yeah, she that's did. what I heard. Oh, my yeah. gosh. She's, she was the best. I mean, hands down, she was the best. And honestly, I felt besides that amazing fight scene that you know what I'm talking about, she was pretty tamed down in this one compared to, you know, the original Suicide Squad and, and Birds of Prey, which... But, you know, I, I did watch something where somebody was mentioning that they kind of changed her character a little bit. And so they mm-hmm. were saying like this Harley Quinn and this. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, and which was interesting too. to me. But I, I love her, man. She is phenomenal in that role. Yeah, she's perfect. And I, I mean, my sense of it, even though I haven't seen those other two movies, is that they wanted to sort of they've been trying to get her to be her own thing and not the Joker's girlfriend. So which was, was good. Like the first movie where, or maybe birds of prey did that too. I don't know, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. Birds of prey was, she was her own woman sort of at that point. Well, like that was, it was crazy. Fantastic cast. Joel Kinnaman, Idris Elba, John Cena, mm-hmm. Viola Davis. I mean, I, I, I liked, I felt like this movie really worked really well. It was, it was a goofy comedy. I liked the characters were very different and, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't want every movie to be like this. I wouldn't even want every James Gunn movie to be this raunchy, Mm -hmm. but this one was, and I appreciated it for what it was. Now, one thing I did not mention last week, and I think this is worth mentioning is that there was, you know, cause I know there is sensitivity to this and that's fine, but there was absolutely nothing sexual at all in this movie. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that because do we want to avoid spoilers? I'm trying to remember what, what part you're talking about. Well, it's not shown, but the whole Harley plot line is her kind of falling for this dictator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then she mentions shown. Well, that's true. anatomy. That's true. Okay, so there was some commentary, but I mean, but as yeah, far as like shown. you don't see yeah. anything at all, no, which was all. very surprising for a radar movie. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the profanity like you were mentioning. I'm not offended by it, but that did make me think when you mentioned that in your review of the show Deadwood, which I tried to watch and I know a lot of people love that show, but they were just, there was so much profanity in it that it was distracting to me. I wasn't even offended by it. I was just like, I couldn't even hear what they were saying anymore because there was so much. And so I just stopped watching it. See, and I think that's what kind of got to me about the suicide squad is to me, it was, it was so overdone that I was, I was distracted by it. Kind of like, okay, uh, what? come on, give me something else. Give me some more right. intelligent conversation. It wasn't out of character necessarily because those kind of people in that right. squad would be talking like that. That's a very yeah. real style of dialect, but it was just so overdone. So, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, if I were to say, okay, cut back on the over gratuity of the violence and the, and the language, I would have liked it more because it was so shocking and distracting wasn't offensive to me it was just more like okay (laughs) the the violence uh yeah i was like oh god oh my god not the violence i'm sorry the gore the gore yeah the gore yeah the the gore yeah even the gore just like somebody's half their head is gone suddenly and it's like oh but i i'm fine with that i mean it's i'm trying to figure myself out here because there are some movies uh like john wick movies i can't stand interesting 
and and I feel like maybe that's just because he's supposed to be a straight up hero and yet he's glorifying and killing all these nameless people and it just gets to me like yeah. natural born killers I, I hated that movie yeah. but for some reason Suicide Squad maybe it's because they're all criminals or maybe it's because it just felt more like a comedy but it didn't bother me there I, or maybe I'm just an inconsistent person I no you know it's interesting because I was thinking about this with John Wick I just had a conversation with a couple of friends about John Wick the other day and, and I never did see the third one and I've been wanting to see that because I heard that was the best but yeah, it's good. But I, they're not for me, though. I no, I understand. And but mm-hmm. the thing about the first one, and you know, I relate to this. But you know, I'm not a killer, so he goes around and you know, he's a he's a contract killer. You know, they kill his dog in the beginning of the movie, and so he goes on a revenge spree, which I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. But it goes from <laughs> I'm going to take out those that were responsible, which is you know that doesn't bother me. To now he's just killing everybody, and then I'm kind of yeah. like, wait, what's the point of this now? Why why is he just murdering every single it person makes he comes feel across? Icky, it <laughs> does, you know. And and then in the second one, I didn't understand why he why did he kill all those people for no? I mean, I didn't really understand why, and, and I know there was a reason, but it didn't make any sense to me. It was a little over the top. And, and part of it too is is that you know Sarah's cousin is a cop in Denver. He's a detective now, and there was a situation. It's been a couple of years ago now where some kid and by kid, I mean, he was like early twenties. I think he went down and something along the lines of, you know, somebody cut him off and he was angry and he followed them into this shopping center parking lot and sought revenge on that person that caught him off, killed him, just murdered him right there in the parking lot. Yeah. And then I I heard about that. Yeah. yeah, Proceeded to murder every other person there because they were witnesses. Oh my God. And then, you know, took off. And so eventually the police caught him my cousin Sarah's cousin was one of the ones responsible for inter- basically for interrogating this guy. And he was telling us later, he's like, I've never interrogated somebody or even talked to somebody with like no conscience, no soul, no heart, nothing. I mean like this guy just had, he had no remorse for murdering all those people. And so that kind of thing just really bothers me. You know, there's, there's something, Oh, what's the word? Like, I don't even know what the word is, but there, there's something so wrong with that disturbing yeah beyond disturbing so then when Mm -hmm. i see something in a movie where people are just murdering senselessly that's when i kind of go yeah too too close to home because there are people that do this and there's just it's not it's it should not be glorified at all not even remotely i mean that whole sequence in the suicide squad where they go through that whole camp and then realize what they realized (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah it was a bit like oh that's a joke exactly like yeah, too, too far guys yeah a little too I, even for me that was a bit like yeah. no i don't like that <laughs> oh gosh yeah well but i'm glad you liked it and it is did, it's yeah. still it's well done it's just for me was the the over the top gore and in language but other than that i mean that makes sense i, yeah. I don't that's yeah. just me though <laughs> but like and that's why i'm glad i wanted your perspective because i did hear a lot of mixed reviews you know some people mm-hmm. just said oh you know it wasn't wasn't what i expected and it was too much. And others that said, oh, this was fantastic. Loved so, it. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to get a good thought. Now, I did watch something completely different, <laughs> which was Disney's The New Jungle Cruise movie. I liked it. <laughs> I did not expect that. I was just kind of like, this is going to be cheesy. You know, it's The Rock, you know, and <laughs> Emily Emily Blunt is in it. You know, which she's always great. But and yeah. honestly, I like Dwayne Johnson. I think he's he's funny. I don't care. I, I, I don't even know if I've ever seen a movie with him in it. Isn't you know, that crazy? He's not a bad actor. Is uh, yeah, he seems charismatic. I got to yeah. watch one of those Fast and Furious movies. I, I haven't even seen oh, any he's, of those. He's a roided up, jacked up dude in those movies, but he's <laughs> awesome, dude. As plays Hobbs, you know, he's a good actor these days. Would he? Would he win an Oscar? No. Would this movie even <laughs> win an Oscar? Not at all. 
but it was fun. It was positive, which was very surprising. It was enjoyable. And it kind of reminded me of like a good classic Indiana Jones movie meets like romancing the stone slash jewel of the Nile. You know, those old classics that mm-hmm. they were just fun. Adventures. Yeah. Adventures. And it was so much. I just really enjoyed it. So it's totally worth it if you're into that kind of stuff. And again, it's clean. It's positive. It's fun. Beautiful scenery. It's on Disney plus, right? It is. Yes. Totally worth it if you're into that kind of stuff. And honestly, I don't know if it's a kid's film, but it's I think it's a family film, I think. But you might want Ooh. to preview it if you've got kids because, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't watch for that. So anyway, good stuff. We all watched uh, the Suicide Squad. So that was fun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, your kids are like, Woo-hoo! I want to be like Bloodsport <laughs> oh. <laughs> or, or Holly. I'm King Shark. Yeah. All the daughters are like, I want to be Harley Quinn for Halloween. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, crap. Superman and Lois. I know you didn't watch the show yet. I watched the first episode and liked it a lot. I thought, okay. oh, wow, this is different. And they're, they're giving some real weight to it. And it feels great. feels like classic Superman in yeah. a lot of ways. But I just got so busy. I, I didn't uh, keep going with it. But I intend to go back and watch it because I thought, man, that, that was surprising. It was a fantastic season. I was blown away. In yeah, fact, awesome. I, Lord Thunder was even like, hey, this was his top DC show that he's yeah. watched. I was trying to say, is it better than arrows seasons one and two? Because those seasons were so good, you know? And then mm-hmm. I would say it's definitely better than seasons three and on same with like flash again, seasons one and two and flash were really good. And I loved star girl a lot. This was right up there. This was such a good season. The production value is great. There weren't agendas. One thing they did though, and I'm curious what you think about this. There were 15 episodes. They took really frequent breaks. In fact, it started back in the winter. They did five episodes in a row, and then they took two months off. Two months. (laughs) And then they came back, and they did six more episodes. So you're kind of getting back in the swing of it. And then they took another whole month off. Then they did two more episodes, and then they took another month off. And then they did the final two episodes. And I'm thinking, okay, guys, I loved the show, but I would get into this this rhythm of watching, and I'd get into it, and you're in the zone at that point. And every time they would take these massive breaks, it would just like kill that zone. And I'd be like, well, I'm not going to wait for two. Okay, let's go find another show to watch. So then it would come back and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I guess I need to catch up on that. You know, I'm a couple weeks behind now. And and then it did it again and again and again. It's just the consistency and the flow really messed up my enjoyment. And it's such a good show. So I'm wondering, like, first of all, why the heck are they doing that? But does anyone else experience this when you're watching a show and they take these ridiculous breaks? Do you experience this, Jason? Yeah, especially if it's like with Walking Dead, there's a pattern that they've had 16 episode seasons. They do eight in a row, then they take a two month break and they do eight more. So you're used to that pattern. And so it's it's good if it's haphazard like that, especially if they're just doing like two episodes in a row. Yeah, it definitely disrupts the flow. I would suspect that this has a lot to do with covid. Probably, probably. Who knows? But maybe. And secondly, if uh, I would say, yeah, that's kind of a bummer, but I would definitely hope that they put the quality of the show above trying to get to a regular schedule like that. So if you're saying the whole thing was a great season with great effects and everything, and that's what it took to do it, then I would sacrifice having them all in a row to just make it really good. You know, that's a great perspective. My opinion. Yeah, no, that's good. And you're right. COVID probably had a big factor into that. And you're right. I, it was high quality. Each episode was really well done. It was like a, a highly produced. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's maybe what they, they need to do is just say, okay, we do, like you said, eight in a row. 
take a two month break and have the other seven or eight, you know, go in there in a row too. They, they, that would make sense to me. Yeah. And when walking dead does that, they're in production that whole time. They're not taking yeah. a break on making the show. They've just figured out that it works best to have two chunks like that. So people can really get invested in a nice stretch of episodes before the break. At this point, if you've not seen it, it's incredibly binge worthy. So go to town on that one. Yeah, Enjoy. I agree. I mean, from what little I saw. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we've got more to talk about someday when we can get you back in because I know you, you've been doing some other stuff too that I want to hear about, but um, we got to let you go, man. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate Thank it. Thanks you. for filling yeah, in for Captain Influence. He really did. Uh, he's on his walkabout and he really ran into a literally no internet issue. And so um, I appreciate you filling in and helping out and Plus, it was just wonderful to catch up with you again. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad it worked out. I'd love to come back sometime. It's been way too long, 2018, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I'm excited to have you and Lord Thunder come on for What If uh, episode four on House Podcastica. Okay, House Pod. I can't even say it. How? <laughs> That's a problem. How, house Podcastica. There we go. Yeah, I know. I get tongue twisted with all kinds of stuff. So, what is the link to that? Just so because I, I would if love people to, to come listen to you guys. Podcastica.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-C-A dot com will lead to all the shows I do. Awesome. I will link those in the show notes, by the way, too. But yeah, come check it out and come listen to our episode because we'll be talking about what if, which is cool. Thank you. I better let you go so you can uh, go pick up your kids. I gotta go pick up my kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, man. It was great. Do you know what the music means? It is time to go. Thank you for joining us. Really, really appreciate it as always. Captain Influence said he would try to come back next week as long as he has internet, but he said it's looking good. We can wrap up our musical journey, finishing off with the classical stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. But hey, as always, show notes, realbrianshow.com slash 294. Everything we talked about is in there, so go check it out. And of course, we'd love to hear from you. But have a wonderful week. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.